Yo, what's up, Zach? What's up, Hector? So, how does it feel? How does it feel to be the number one draft pick in the WHO Tribunal Fantasy League? So I'm actually excited, but not really. Not as excited as I wanted to be. Because we've talked about this off air. It's been brought up in sports me. Really where you want to be in the sweet spot of a 14-person league is in the fucking middle. Smack dab in the middle. Getting that middle pick the whole time. Uh, you know, like that 6 to 10 range really gets you excited. So number because it's a snake draft. So I'll pick first. And then I'll pick 28th. And then I'll pick 29th. And then I'll pick in the 40s. You know, so it's... I'm excited because I get my pick of the league, but it's it's definitely a roll the dice kind of position. So it definitely tests your skill of of patience and and real methodical picks. Tim Tebow going number one overall. Hey, I'm just saying. Deshaun Watson. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. I am Zach. And I am sober. <laughs> we both are, so that's breaking news for you. We Ish. are both sober. Um, I've got sober to... Uh, well, yeah, okay, so Hector is ish, but that's as close as we're going to get to a sober Hector, so the fans can take it for what it's worth. Um, I've actually made the decision to stop drinking completely during the week don't don't get panicked i'm not gonna stop drinking totally just during the week uh because i'm going to the gym again after this so yeah yo we should be gym partners honestly it would actually make me stop drinking during the week if you want to come all the way out to port jervis after we record then you're more than welcome to i go to the gym at like 10 o'clock at night is the issue it's the only time on my fucking day that i have i feel you on that no, yeah, I'm actually in the middle of changing jobs, which is why I'm also staying like I'm not smoking right now. I haven't smoked in a I, I mean, I did one hitter the other day. There you go. But there uh, you go. I got a piss test coming up, so I'm just staying clean and I'm just drinking. So I had a couple beers earlier, a little toasty, but uh, yeah. Go. So this week is going to follow the normal fucking procedure. We're going to have around the world of sports, which we have a couple of pretty decent topics that I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time on. Um, we've got the trivia question of the week, and we've got quite a bit of answers across all of our platforms. We've I, got... Well, can I cut you off right there real quick? Please. I want to shout out the fans. Because honestly, for a while, when we started the trivia... No one was really answering. We had like the OGs, like uh, Joe Maldonado and yep. uh, Dean yep. and yep. guys like that, but there weren't many. And now every week we got multiple. We've got quite a bit of answers across all the platforms. Tons of people are throwing answers out there. Some right, some wrong, some in between, but 
congrats yo keep it going guys and send the likes out and send the friend requests out and let them know breaking down the tape follow share like it hell yeah hell yeah um and then i want to wrap it up with uh baker and the browns he's coming into his contract year you know the end of his contract his rookie contract and uh kind of an up and down career for him but uh we'll touch on that a little bit later so hector let me know about around the world of sports Coolio, Coolio, Dulio. So we're going to hit the MLB first for around the world of sports. And pretty much we're coming down to the halftime of the season, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, the All-Star break is... A couple weeks, right? Two or three weeks away, possibly. I'm not right. 100% sure right now. I haven't, like, looked at the schedule recently. I've just been, like, so busy. Especially right. between, like, changing jobs and everything. Right. Uh, but they're coming down to the end, and I want to hit real quick just, you know, who's leading what divisions and, you know, just thoughts on, well, your thoughts on what's going on in each league. I know you don't watch it all the time, but you are aware. And I know enough, no. And you do know the teams. You do know enough to, like, if someone comes and tests you, you can be like, all right, I know someone's – I know these people are on these teams and what a team can do. Right. Um, So, as much as – I just want to get it over with. I'm going to start with the AL East because I just want to get it over with. Boston has been doing their thing still. They're 54-32. and Tampa Bay is 49-36. Toronto is 43-39. And the Yankees are pretty much a game over 500 and fourth in the division. So you got Boston, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Yankees, and then uh, uh, Baltimore. And that division, like, I don't I, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm surprised Baltimore is sucking more than the Yankees with the way the Yankees have been playing. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the Yankees fucking currently suck. But like you said last week, though, they're what six and a half, seven games behind the Sox. No, not- uh, no, the Sox now are the lead division, and the Yankees are in fourth, and they're ten and a half games back now. Well, that changes the whole fucking outlook of this. Second, and they're four and a half behind Boston, and that's six and a half from you, the Yankees, right now. Hmm. Yeah, that's way more painful. The Yankees suck. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, um, and it's bound to happen, even with the talent. But there's a lot of injuries. It's bound to happen. You know, I'm still not hitting the panic button. I'm still telling Yankees fans to chill out. It's still the beginning of the season. We'll see what happens after the All Star break. You know, obviously they're not going to win 100 games. They can win 90. Right. And and be a wild card and and do what they got to do in the playoffs. Yeah. Well. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway. let's just wait till after the All Star break. So in the AL Central, we got the White Sox over the. Uh, this is just the the division leads down to the bottom to make it easier. You got the White Sox leading six games behind is Cleveland Indians. Then you got Detroit, Minnesota, KC. White Sox are obviously a force. And they're uh, um, World Series, uh, one of the World Series favorites. Um, and Cleveland has not been playing to their potential. 
I'm honestly with the way the season started off for the White Sox, not so much with the record, just with, you know, the the comments made by Tony La Russa and that kind of whole scandal for me. I thought that that was going to show a huge disconnect in the management and the team, you know, and the players. So the fact that that hasn't affected them in a massively negative way and that they're out there fucking killing it, go White Sox. Good for them. They're very under the radar, too. It's like not like crazy wins, but they're winning. Right. Yeah. You're not really hearing about them too much. No, it sucks to say it. I get it. Um, They're second in the entire AL in the West right now. So using Astros. I know fucking you, Ghost, Eduardo, whatever you want to call him. He's amped about the Houston Astros and he stands by them and I get it you want to stand by your team cheating losing winning whatever but we all know what the Houston Astros is and are and just because they're playing you know good now doesn't state the fact of what they did yeah I don't think it'll ever supersede uh, and ever you know wash away the asterisk that was that cheating season um, whether they're cheating now or not, you know, I, it no, I wouldn't, you know, but obviously the MLB has done enough stuff where like, unless they're, if, if they're cheating now, I'm not going to say they are, but they got to actually be smarter now, like do create even more crazier shit, which I don't think is possible right now. <laughs> I think right. in their game and they're, and they're playing well. Right. You know, um, but what they did that year, I won't hold it a tap. You know what? You you did what you did. You got caught. You get what you get. The next year, we give you what you give. What what you what you deserve, actually. Yeah. The year after, if you come out and you know what, you're still gonna hear it from people. But if you come oh, out sure. and and you're not doing because obviously they would catch you now right if you're out there playing then you know i wonder i wonder if it would have been better or worse for them if they were losing you know what i mean like what would you hear yeah i feel like that's fair you do but a lot of people have shut up like obviously the people that don't know baseball have shut up. That's true. But it's the people that know baseball that, like us, where right now we're at, like, at least I would say me, I'm just saying, because, I mean, I mean, I would say us, but you don't know. You're definitely more the baseball guy than I am, though. I'll admit that happily. I can admit to the fact that they're playing well this season without cheating. Right. As of yet, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they win the World Series this year, and it comes out that they cheated again. Who knows? Just maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't this year, and they just proved that they can do it. But why'd you do it in the first place then? Because everyone's cheating. Because you knew. You knew. I said what I said. Bazinga! You knew that you needed to cheat that year because the Yankees were going to win that year, and that would have started a dynasty. Maybe, maybe I I definitely think the Astros cheating prevented the Yankees from winning another World Series. I definitely agree with that. Anyway, going into the uh, the NL side, 
the Mets have been doing their thing. They're four games lead in the division. Washington is a game under 500. Atlanta is two games under 500. Philly is two games under 500. Miami is out of contention. Um, not completely, but they're nine, nine games back. Right. And the Mets, I mean, I still believe Washington and Atlanta will make a nice, decent push. Sure. In the second half. But... The Mets are coming back healthy, 100% healthy. I'm not going to say 100%, but pretty right. healthy coming back into the All-Star break, especially with having their outfielder Nemo coming back from the IL. Right. Talk about such a fucking strong turnaround. I mean, this is the first year on the new... Yankees. Yeah, yeah, they did. The Yankees were lucky to win the second game of that fucking doubleheader. Um, and by the way, this Chapman, holy shit. Um, anyway, um... Fuck that dude. The Mets, I mean, this is the, remember, this is the first year of new ownership. And to come out playing this strong, I mean, Jesus, this is just proving the point that Mets fans have been screaming for years that they need to sell the team and and look at what it's done already. Uh, And just the first. Dude that brought him, man. Ace to him. Yeah, oh, for sure. This is without their star key most expensive player, Lindor, actually playing well because he's playing like complete shit. He's hitting like 220, and he has been unproductive. I mean, he's been great in the field, but unproductive at the plate. Didn't he have an error against the Yankees, if I remember correctly? And I was a little shocked to see it. I didn't get to watch any of the games but because I was at work and everything, but... right. I'm, I know he didn't do too bad at the plate, but he's still playing shitty for the season. Right, right, comparatively to what he should be, for sure. Going over to the Central, Milwaukee has taken over, and they're one of the greater teams in the league, too. They're six games up. Cincy, Chicago Cubs, St. Louis, they're all shit in the Pirates. They're all shit in the bed. Milwaukee's pretty much going to walk away with that one. So we're going to skip over that division. Uh, <laughs> and in the West, it's a good battle. We got the Giants, a half game above LA Dodgers. And then San Diego, four and a half games back. That You know, those three teams are fighting hard for the playoffs. Oh, for sure. For sure. By the way, did you see that astounding Tatis Jr. catch? Like, like, bro, he like, there was like an extra step in the air that no one can see, and he like bounced off of it to like, and then just stayed in the air for what seemed like ever, and still, like you said, hit that extra step to go snap. Ah, Jesus, ah, my God, and then which might be, I'm not sure. We're gonna have to look it up eventually, but might be the hardest hitting. Uh, home run this year. He had a home run at 116 point, like two miles per hour. I saw that. I saw that stat graphic the other day. Straight, and I realized straight laser. And realized it could have been one of the hardest ones of the season. Yeah, exactly. And and the only other person which people bitch and complain all you want. The only person that hits the hardest baseball is Stan. Yeah, when he's fucking healthy. It is Stan. 
No, no, even it's it's statistically statistically proven. Look over the last five years, hardest hit baseballs of the season. Stanton is at least one, two, or three, or have a combination of them over the last five seasons. That I did not know. It doesn't surprise me, but that I did not know. It doesn't matter if he's healthy for the season. It's a stat if he hits it and it happens. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Though I would trade in those hard home runs for more playing time out of him for sure. I, oh, I'm not I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> so that's the MLB. Going over to hockey. Uh Tampa Bay. Fuck these guys, man. Well, not hockey, but right. Tom- Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> they're up 3-1, and they almost swept the, the Stanley Cup, and I don't think that's ever happened. No, the- yeah, the Habs snuck one out in overtime. Yeah. So what did you think about that? Did you see that battle on Sportsman? I think it was uh, Mike from Game Point Live who put it out there about, uh, you know, do you think that they threw that game so they could come back and win it at home on home ice. I didn't get to watch the game. I haven't watched any of them. I've seen highlights. I've seen, you know, whatever I can see. No, because if you can sweep a team in the finals and be the first team ever to sweep a a, a team in hockey. Right. I don't even care if I don't care if you're the first has there, has there, Well, I don't even know if I'm right. Has there ever been a team to sweep in the finals in hockey? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge at all. Someone, someone but, out there, comment on breaking down the tape page on <laughs> Instagram, whatever. Let us know if we're wrong because I'm. we are not crazy hockey fans and knowledge experts if – there's been a team to sweep someone in the Stanley Cup Finals. Let us know. Right. Yo, my thing is, is even if it's happened a thousand fucking times, like the fact that you get to just end it, call it a dominant win, and walk away with all of your money, the Lord Stanley Cup trophy, the whole nine, like you're going to fucking do it. I, I agree with you. I don't think that – I think it's just a gossiping point. I don't think that anybody would throw a game or like a team would throw a game like that just so you could win it on home ice. Yes. Winning on home ice is nice, but sweeping yeah. a team, not having to get your ass kicked for another game. And the, you know what I mean? Like, even if you win, it's still hockey is a brutal sport. The fact that you get to fucking take the season off, you've swept them. It's a dominant win. Nobody can question you. Take your money, get the fuck out. There's no way that they threw that. Out to, 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 uh, to Bogart, give me money. Right. Take money. Exactly. Give, give me money. money and get the fuck out. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Shooting over to the NBA. It's uh, two quick topics all together. Uh, we got game one. Phoenix Bucks tonight. By the time everybody hears this, they will know what happened. Who you got? Mm-hmm. I'm still. I said it before. I said it before, and I was right uh, with the Wait, last series. Dang it, dang it. I said what I said. I'm taking the Bucks. Giannis, I think, is out for the game. 
I I said it, but I can't back down now. He's questionable. He's questionable. He's questionable. Right. He might okay. He was upgraded to questionable. Right. I saw that today. Um, I'm I'm still gonna take the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks and Giannis. Um, I saw again another battle on Sports Me. Um, you know, asking who do you got and why, and you know, everyone talks about how CP3 is so likable. I don't know. Maybe it's just my fucking need to be contrary. I don't like Chris Paul. I've said it in past episodes. I just, I don't fucking like him. And maybe I'm a piece of shit for that. But I just don't like Chris Paul. I think he's an asshole. And maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe no. I'm completely wrong. But I, no. fuck Chris Paul, man. I'm taking he's the bucks. Okay, I could understand where people think they don't like him because he's a very smart player of the game. 16 years in the league. He's a very smart player of the game. Same way people bitch at LeBron for flopping. Same way right. they bitch at, you know, the, the best players for doing what they know how to do. Fair um, he's all-time one of the greatest players, all-time top five point guards. Um, and I definitely got him winning game one. If Giannis played, right now he's questionable. If he plays... It's not at a hundred percent, but that Phoenix team is fair enough. So who Middleton, do you think Phoenix in the whole? If, if, even if Giannis plays, he might not be the focal point of that team right now. So he's just out there as a like a decoy ish, because he's yeah, not going out there dunking and shit. And he ain't, and sure. if he's out there, you I, shoot it every day of the week. Shoot it, I dare you. So that's the thing, though. when he's been out, though, his team rallied around them and they've won. So, so you I need mean, him out then. You need him th- out. That's what I'm saying is I would leave him out for this game one. Let him rest because him out there, like you said, shoot it all day. So every shot he gets, every touch he gets is taking it away from somebody who's healthier and better in that moment. So if I'm the Bucks, I sit him and I let the team rally around. I feel like Chris Paul has this killer instinct right now, and he knows that he's not even the best person on the team. As much as you want to stop Chris Paul, because you know he's going to go out there and gun it and finally try to get his. Right. I dare you to leave Devin Booker open. That's true. That's true. Dare you to cheat up and try to stop Paul, and then you got DeAndre Ayton fucking just slamming dunks. So you think the Suns are just going to be too much no matter what, and you're taking the Suns? Giannis needs to come back healthy. Giannis, they'll put up a fight. I'm not going to say they're going to take it. They're going to put up a fight, but the Suns, I just don't. See, especially with the injury, I don't see. There's no way. So, sons and how many? Six. Sons and six. Six. Okay. Because you still got a a young sons team with Chris Paul. They make their errors, but they pull it out because Chris Paul is veteran enough to be like, look, this is what's going to happen as we get later in these games. I need you to just listen to me right right now that 
that is something that we've talked about in every sport. That veteran presence is something that can't be quantifiable. And I definitely think will help out the Suns. But I'm taking the, the like first of all, uh 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 what's his name? Crowder has the mm-hmm. most experience in the playoffs right now and in the finals because he's been in the finals with four different teams. You know, I think oh, I saw that. Against four different teams. Isn't he the isn't he the only player in in the finals right now to have been in the finals? Or am I wrong exactly. in that? Exactly. But Chris Paul has a lot of playoff experience. Sure, sure, sure. Well, besides that, yeah, yeah, the the, the two teams have playoff experience, but right. you're looking at two of the most experienced guys in the playoffs on the same team against right. people haven't that have never seen the finals. Right. That's first of all, I've never seen the finals, but Crowder has. Right. I'm still, you know, I'm still taking the Bucks in seven. I, I maybe it's because I irrationally dislike CP3. I don't know what to fucking tell you, but I'm taking the Bucks in seven. So how badly do you like CP3 before we get off the NBA topic? I feel like he win or lose is an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer. And win or lose is an automatic top five point guards of all time. Um, so I've said this the other night. I don't know enough to know, like on the live I was saying this. I'm not everybody in the mother says that he is a top five point guard. Right. So I, I'm not gonna be the asshole here and say no, he's not, because I would have absolutely nothing to back it up on. I'd just look like a statistical idiot. Um, but I will say I think he needs to win for him to be even close to considered first ballot. If he doesn't win, I still think he's a Hall of Famer, but I don't think it's first ballot. But I think he needs to win. I think it, he needs that that cherry on top to, yeah, to certify There's been plenty of people that didn't get that cherry on top, which are, are top players in the league that got first ballot Hall of of Fames. And that might be true, and it might just be my ignorance showing and not, you know, not being like a consummate basketball person. Just my personal feeling on any sport, in order to call somebody a first ballot Hall of Famer, they need that cherry on top. That's just me personally. Okay. Please hold while your hosts go crack another beer. In the meantime, you're welcome to grab some alcohol of your own and like, follow, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and SportsMe for all of your football and sports needs. And like Hector was saying, we had a great response uh, for the trivia this week. We had uh, quite a bit of people responding on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Yeah. So if you didn't see the graphic, some right, some wrong, some in between. Surprisingly, all of the Facebook answers, not all the Facebook answers, but the only right answers came from Facebook. Everywhere, everyone else got it wrong. Shout Um, out to Christie's aunt, Roxanne. Oh, is that who that was? I was going to say, I was going to give her a shout out. I had her name down. She guessed the Packers. Yep, yep. So which NFL team won three NFL championships in a row? Don't test Aunt Roxanne. She's a football fiend. Chrissy will contest to this, and she knows her shit. Yeah, 
I mean, she was right. She was right. It is the Packers. So I'll start with Facebook. Um, so Aunt Roxanne hit the Packers. Pat Starrow got the Packers. My, I guess he's a Packers fan, though. Yeah, yeah, but it was still a tricky question. Um, and then uh, Lynn Dunlop hit the Packers. Sarah went Cowboys. Christy went Steelers. Joe Maldonado knew that you were on to him, so he had to switch it up and lose this week. Yeah, uh, so he, right. He went with the Browns. James, uh, James from Boda Sports went uh, Blaine Gabbert, which is my favorite <laughs> answer of the week. Close, <laughs> close, close, close. Then we've got on uh, IG Raw Sports Talk gave me no team which I think he was thinking of uh, Super Bowl wins, like we had talked about okay. off-air last week. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, the question was NFL championships. That was mm-hmm. the tricky part there. So, no, you are wrong. It is the Packers, unfortunately. Uh, Damien Harris, LOL, went Browns. Uh, Cowboys on top with two Ps went Browns. This is from TikTok, by the way. Uh, went uh, Browns. And then throwback sports video went no team. And I like him. He always shouts us out on whatever Jets TikToks he finds. He's like, oh, if you like the Jets, go follow Breaking Down the Tape. Dude's a fucking cool dude. Um, and he actually puts out really cool content. But I have to kind of shit on him a little bit because he even he contact he co- uh, commented like three times and he was like, um, what did he say? Oh, he was like, it's no team. I just Googled it. The ones before 65 didn't count otherwise. And then he said uh, in a different comment. I would have gone with the Cowboys since I'm a Cowboys fan. And I don't comment back to anybody. Right, right. I don't comment back to anybody because I don't want to, like, give it away. But, my man, when you Googled it, you Googled Super Bowls. The question was NFL championships. They did count before 1965 because, in fact, the Packers did it twice. They won three times in a row twice. So, I'm not trying to shit on you completely, but... Listen I to the wording. You when I got that right. <laughs> now, this wording is going to be a little bit easier. I feel like I was mean on the wording the last couple of times. It's going to be a little bit more simple this time. This week's trivia question of the week is, which teams have lost the most Super Bowls? Again, which teams? I should multiple- know this off the top of my head. Which teams have lost the most Super Bowls? Teams. Breaking down the tape would like to remind its fans to please drink responsibly. And do not forget that the trivia question will be up on our social medias. So feel free to answer there or write into us at breakingdownthetape at yahoo.com. And we're back. And we're going to take this around the NFL. I know that in Around the World of Sports, we left that out, and that was intentional. So, ha! And here we are with the NFL. So, first and foremost... <laughs> first and foremost, we have Nikhil Harry, former 32nd pick, first round 32nd pick for the uh, New England Patriots wide receiver. Trade. What do you think of this? Well, um, first of all, it wasn't him. It was his agent requesting it. Which obviously, it's probably coming from from him somewhere. Form, right? But, um, 
you they want to what his agent said they want a fresh start they know that he hasn't lived up to the standards of the 32nd pick in the first round right um, he also didn't get the greatest of opportunities but then again you dropped a lot of fucking passes bro right you dropped every you had a lot of opportunities you just dropped them that was the thing for me. You know, they, they came out and were talking about how, you know, the lack of targets was one of the main issues for why he wants a trade. Okay, I get it. Last season you played with Cam Newton. That was tough. He's that was an offense. Threat. Right. But you dropped every pass. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, a Cam Newton offense isn't necessarily built for Nikhil Harry, and I get that. But you did play with Tom Brady for one or two years. You had a couple of balls thrown your way, and you proved not to be that dangerous because you just can't fucking catch the ball. So, I mean... moments. Right. Mind so, you. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe going somewhere else will fix these issues for him. Maybe he had them fixed last year and just didn't have the chance to show them off. Where, um, where do you think he'll go? Oh, I was about to ask you that. Where do you think he'll go? Um... My immediate response, I'm not going to lie, when I saw this was the Jets because we could use kind of that burner style of deep threat. But I don't know if I really want him on the Jets. The Jets receiving core has become quickly crowded. Um, hmm. I could see the Packers making a play, maybe saying, hey, look, Rodgers, come back, please. We've got you another weapon. You know, and using that, I could see the Raiders making a play. I could see the Chargers making a play. I think so. It- I I like your Raiders, but I was like, if I was the Jags. I put him in the slot. You don't think that that becomes too many new pieces, though? No. With Tim Tebow, Travis Etienne. You can't um, trust the rest of your receivers right now. That's true. So your whole team is guessing on how this is going to work. So why not test it now? Why not just throw it all at the drawing board and see what the fuck sticks? Fuck it. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I'd be worried if and I was a Jets Harris fan. In the slot, like he, he's a deep threat. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate to see what becomes of that. And that's even if the Patriots trade for him. Um, I, I don't see. I mean, I don't see the Patriots not, but I don't see them getting yeah. anything ridiculous for him. I see it being like a fucking sixth rounder. You know what I mean? Kind of shit. But anyway, what else you got for the... I'll let you take the next topic. So the Secretary of Defense uh, of the... uh, Well, Secretary of Defense. uh, (laughs) Cameron Kinsey, he was a graduate of the Naval Academy, has Mm -hmm. a... Obviously, everyone knows if you are go to West Point, Naval Academy, you know, you sign a contract to spend, you know, four years in the military as an officer. Right. right. 
certain players have gotten the chances to pursue NFL careers right beforehand and then you know go serve their time right he at first went out and tried to get the approval they denied him and yeah. now just suddenly after a lot of hoorah and hoopra and whatever raws you want to call it uh they suddenly changed the decision and are allowing him to go to the Tampa Bay Bucks training camp. Because yes. he was a star D1 player for the Naval Academy, projected mm-hmm. in the in the draft, and um got obviously picked and then they wanted to yeah. say no, go Go serve, but yeah. So we covered this a, a couple of weeks ago, probably like a month or two ago now at your house. As a matter of fact, I was sitting right where you're sitting, and uh, you know he's a cornerback out of out of Navy. Um, he was invited to the Bucks training camp, and yeah, like you said, you know there's a, a major issue. Obviously, you know conflicting problems with you know serving his his contract versus playing in the NFL and. And finally, I think the news came out today or yesterday. He's been a hundred percent green. He's been a hundred percent like forward too. He said, "Look, I have all the intentions of fulfilling my contract and my dream of being in the military, but right. I have an opportunity that if I don't take now, I won't right. be able to take later." Right, exactly. Because I'll exactly. be all beat up and and all that type of stuff. So why not give me the opportunity to do something now? And after right. you know they come up because it's it's happened with other players, they come up with a time frame like okay, you could play X amount of years, and now you gotta go serve. Right. You right. could play. Th- you know, you're 20 years old. You could right. play three years. And then right. you gotta go serve. And that's and all of this is assuming like he was given the green light to attend training camp. Let's keep in mind he has not made the 53 man exactly. active roster. So this is this is just you know a green light for the beginning. And obviously I wish him all the best in the world. Uh but uh but yeah, so I mean good for him. I, I'm happy that the SECDEF made the right decision on all of this and that they're gonna let him pursue um another part of his dreams. Um, we've got a little rookie talk. We've got Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones both signing their their rookie contracts. I know Mac Jones isn't as sexy as Trevor Lawrence. I didn't uh, see but, the Mac Jones thing, so will you fill me in on that. Um, I believe I was looking at his deal prior. Um, I honestly don't give a shit enough about the Patriots and what they do with their lives to know exactly what the deal was. Um, actually, and as I'm looking, Josh Rosen signs a contract with the 49ers. Hmm. Ooh. Anyway, um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. So like every other rookie, he finally signed his contract. Um, I don't think it was anything crazy. You know, your four year deal with an option kind of bullshit. I know Trevor Lawrence went out. He signed a four year 36.8 mil, like Mm. 20, almost 22 mil guaranteed. Obviously, the rookie fifth-year option. Right. Um, how do you think he's going to play? 
I mean, you already know where I, I know stand how you feel this. about him, but <sighs> I think his first two years will really be defining for his career. Um, and just because of that mentality, I just don't see him doing so well. Um, I think the best thing that can happen is Tim Tebow does not make that active roster. Um, I think that just puts in an unnecessary circus. I don't even think, oh, my God, Tim Tebow might take over his quarterback. I don't think any of that madness, but I just think the circus that it brings is distracting to a rookie quarterback. Um, but uh, but uh, I think best case scenario for the Jags is nine and eight. Worst case is 0 and 17. Oh, 17. I, I, don't think, I don't think they'll lose every game. I think if if anything, the worst they'll go is like four wins. Right. Um, But if they do good, they can possibly, possibly get 10. A 10 was my original high point, so I'm not necessarily opposed to it. And by the way, to touch on the point, I was able to find the article real quick. Mac Jones is making 15.6 fully guaranteed over four years with a signing bonus of about 8.7 mil. So, oh, that's a steal. Yeah, so it's not terrible for the what, overall pick. They stole so, him. Yeah, so and this is the guy that I well, keep saying. him being like 100% about the fucking Patriot way because there's but, no way – that 15th overall pick is taking that. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is the guy that I've been telling everybody is going to fuck up the NFL for the next 20 years to come. So um, I think that's a, I think that's a good signing. But as far as Trevor Lawrence goes, um, I think he's just going to have a career of mediocrity. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, and that's the, the best it's going to do. Um, you know, if they do wind up going worst-case scenario, oh, and 17, if I'm the Jaguars, I trade him after one season. Cause he's gonna he's gonna die. If they go zero and seventeen, I'm shipping him off anywhere else because he's going to die and he's not gonna do anything. <laughs> if they go zero and seventeen, we gotta bring up this topic again. Well, who's the team that's gonna go zero and seventeen? Oh, oh, you mean no, this? I'm just saying, if they go zero and seventeen, we gotta bring up the Trevor Lawrence thing again. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Anyone can call me out on that. But with that being said, who do you think the first team to go 0-17 will? Maybe not this season, but inevitably it's bound to happen. So who is going to be the first 0-17? Houston. Do you think it'll happen this season? Shit. Deshaun Watson's not back there. <laughs> right? Um, now, I think Houston can snag a win. I'll stick with the Jags. I'll take the Jags. I'll take the Jags. The Jags are going to be the first 0-17 team. Not not this year. I don't think this year. the number one overall pick? Two years in a row. Could you fucking imagine that? Go 1-15 and and then 0-17 and and get the number one back-to-back? That would be brutal. They they had number ones Mm back-to-back? Yeah, because they just had it this year. And if they were to go 0-17... Presumably, they'd be the only team that goes 0-17 and would have the number one. Yo, 
craziness. Wouldn't it be nuts if Houston and the Jags, do they play this season? I don't even know. But wouldn't it be nuts if the fucking Jags and Houston went 0-17 together? Not only do you have it for the first time 0-17, but you have it for the well, first time. What if they're like both 0-15, 0-16, and then they play each other the last game of the season to figure out? Bro, could you imagine? If I were both then, I would just <laughs> Just and just keep kneeling the ball every fucking play. That's all it is. Negative yards, zero zero tie game. <laughs> that would be fucking stupid. Oh my god. Uh, but something that we didn't get into in around the world of sports that will play out here is Gordon, Josh Gordon, flash, ha, ha, is trying for reinstatement. <laughs> What do you think about uh, Flash Gordon trying to come back? So, we didn't bring it up in a round of world of sports, but it relates back to track and field. Gordon has been suspended multiple times for his drug abuse, a lot of it being marijuana. Mm-hmm. Something that I like to smoke. That I'm not smoking right now because I'm cleansing my body because I got a piss test for a new job coming up. I haven't smoked in a few. Yeah, I haven't smoked in a few days. So, um, he's allowed to reinstate after two, three, four times being reprimanded. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, I can't Chicago. say her first name. I can't say her first name. It's, <laughs> I I won't butcher it, but Richardson, um, Miss Miss Richardson, you know, she smokes a little. Uh, uh, marijuana that's legal that's smoking and, and legal in almost half the United States and she gets banned from the Olympics so like Josh Gordon I get it you know yeah, I get it you want your career back and you've been fixing yourself and he's been tested multiple times apparently I've read articles and he's been clean and how many times do you get the chance? But yet, this 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 poor girl's out there who's uh, she, with not a performing enhancing drug. Who a lot right. of people think it it dehances your ability to be at your peak. Um, she right. smokes everyone in the world. So, so I've got kind of a lot of points. both senses. Right, I've got I've got a, a lot of points on this. So first of all. Josh Gordon honestly just deserves what he gets at this point and will be one of the best receivers that never was. Um, and all due, due to his own fault. Now, do I think it's bullshit that marijuana is what fucking did him in? Of course I do. I think that's bullshit that that's a fucking rule. Uh, I, I think especially pro athletes that get their fucking heads kicked in every day should be able to invest in an all natural fucking pain management system like fucking marijuana is. Um, you know, so I think it's bullshit that it's a rule, but unfortunately it, it's just happened so many times. Like at what point do you make a decision to change your lifestyle so that you can pursue your dreams? Um, now that opens up a whole nother conversation into mental health and pain management and all those other things that, you know, we've, we've attacked before, um, as far as, and now I am going to attempt her first name and I apologize as far as Ms. Shikari Richardson goes, um, it's different. Again, it's bullshit that it's weed that's doing all of this, 
but the Olympic Committee is not just a U.S. national thing. It is an international fucking governing body, a governing sports body. Yeah, but there's a weed legal all over the world. No, it's not. It is in countries like the Netherlands, and I won't speak for Spain. That's what I'm saying. But if they're allowed... But they're not. Olympic competitors are not allowed. Olympic competitors are doing it, but who's to say they're not? The Olympic Olympic Committee who tests people? Uh, That everyone gets tested. Bro, you think there's not ways to wait around? Bro, the cleanest, the fastest I got cleaned for a fucking test was two days. But then she should have been able to do the same thing. What I'm saying is if there's ways around that rule that everybody else is doing, then she should have had that knowledge as well. I am against making marijuana illegal. I think it should be completely legal. I'm stating that very loud and very clear. But she had prior knowledge of the rules, and she broke them, knowing what the rules were. It's an international committee. And actually, I would argue that weed is a, to a degree, a performance-enhancing drug. And not in the way that it makes you run faster or jump higher or any of that, but it allows you to deal with the stress of athletics. I mean, could you imagine practicing your fucking brains out and devoting every waking second to something for four years to compete for 40 seconds or however fast she runs her event four years for 40 fucking seconds yeah that's a lot of mental strain being able to handle that because of you know doing drugs like marijuana is performance enhancing to me i'm not saying it should be illegal but I am saying that if it's illegal for everybody in that competition, then she should yeah, be held to the same standard. At the same time, not everyone smokes. So uh, if it was legal, would it still be at a dis? Uh, uh, would it still be at a disadvantage because some people smoke and some people don't? I think if it was in, an, in a world where weed is legal across every fucking continent, there is no governing body that makes it illegal whatsoever as far as governments go, then I wouldn't have an issue with the with the Olympic Committee saying, yeah, go ahead and smoke weed. Because then it's fair to everybody. And if you choose not to, that's your fucking decision. That's your choice. Just fair like enough. the Olympic Committee, I'm sure, allows certain kinds of protein or certain, fair you enough. know, as a protein drink. If you don't want to drink that fucking protein, that's that's your choice. There are benefits to it in X, Y, and Z ways, but if you don't believe in those benefits and you think you can overcome that deficiency, then go, go the fuck ahead. But unfortunately, and I just found out today, too, is that her only other chance, because she accepted the ruling, and, and I give her all the applause in the world, she's been nothing but graceful in all of this. She has not created a media storm. She herself was just like, look, I knew the rules. She explained why she smoked weed, and I'm so very sorry to hear about the loss of her mother. Um, you know, she explained well, she why. Trust- That's, my fault. That's my fight, too, and she too, about it, too. She, she knew the rules going in. And she's been great. Like I said, she's been super graceful about it. She's like, look, I knew what it was. This is why I did it. I'm sorry to myself and to the fans. Um, But she actually will not be competing in the Olympics at all. Um, She had the chance to to race in the four by one, I believe, um, and did not make that roster. So 
Um, hopefully in four years, we'll see her bounce back pretty heavily and, and kill it. Hopefully, you know, this, this continues a rise to greatness for her. Cause I believe she's young. I believe she's extremely young. She's, uh, 21, 22, something like that. So hopefully in four years, you know, nothing bad happens to her and she's able to compete at an extremely high level again. She was projected to win the race. Yeah, dude. She is fast. 10.6 was that, was that last race she won. 10.86. Mm-hmm. But those but women run that fast. Yeah, so, I, I mean, more power to her. And and I hope, to God for her sake, that she's able to come back and and show us all what we can, what she can do. And hopefully by then it'd be legal and she can keep doing what she wants to do. Yeah, sadly, I, I think in the U.S. it will be, but I don't think across... I, I mean, remember, you're competing with countries like fucking China, who have oppressive governments, against Russia, who have oppressive governments now. Yeah. I don't know what the chances are on, on fucking weed legalization, but I, I highly doubt that they're... <laughs> that they're Who's you the war to us? Not joking, joking, joking. Take Oof. that out. Won't say that. <laughs> I didn't hear what you were <laughs> <laughs> uh, But that's... Oh, I almost said that's all we have, but that's not... I wanted to talk about Baker and the Browns. I've read an article today talking about uh, the Browns extending Baker Mayfield or not extending, I guess, right now. Contract negotiations are at a stall, um, as everyone might not know, I guess. Uh, Baker's coming into the final year or years of his contract. I believe he's in his fourth year. His last, no, this, this is his last. This is his optional. And... Um, there has been no, there has been no movement. You know, everyone is saying on both sides, "Oh, we're not concerned. We'll get a deal done. We're focused on winning games." Yeah, okay, but everyone wants to get paid. Baker wants to get paid, especially if you know, coming off of a season where he beat the Steelers in back-to-back weeks, one to get into the playoffs and the second in the playoffs, and then got into a fucking shooting match with fucking you know Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, he's he's gonna want his money. So, first question. Do you think they get a deal done? Yes. Okay. Do you think it's a mega contract? No. Depending. Depending. So okay. the, the the thing is, they're exercising his contra- his fifth year option because they can withstand giving him a big contract because he hasn't really completely proven it except last year. So there's right. one more year to prove it. Mind you, there's two running backs, a safety, and a and I, I want to say a linebacker and possibly a corner that you need to sign. Right. Like you yeah, got, got a lot of pieces that you need to sign. So let him play for his contract. And the next year, if he plays great, give him what he deserves. So what is what is great to you? What does Baker need to do for you to give him a big deal? What he did last year, he, so he needs to take him, he needs to take him back into the playoffs, and not just a first round out. He needs to go deeper. So he needs to make the divisional round for you, like last year. That's all. Yeah. At least the divisional to okay. be like, okay, he's doing something. Okay. That's fine. I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that, by the way, because you said it perfectly. He has a, he's had a very tumultuous career. And outside of last year, he really hasn't proven anything consistently. You know, so I was impressed with what he said last year. And I've said it from the rip and I've said it from the beginning and I haven't wavered on it. I wanted Baker over Sam Darnold. 
I've said it during that draft. Oh, yes. I've said it every day since. You can go back and check my receipts. Um, so I I like Baker, and I think he will have another year. I think they're – and I think we said this – I said this last week, week that they're going to win that division. I know I said that. Um, and that yeah, they, I, think I think they're legitimate AFC Super Bowl contenders. I, you know, I said what I said on that. I think they can they legitimately are. compete. They you are. Know, so, they are. So but do it's, you think it's, so? it depends on how far Baker takes them. I agree with that. And I would agree that they need to be at least in the divisional round um, and, and competing if they lose that game, like competing like they did last year. If they just get completely washed in the divisional round, that puts a really bad taste in my mouth for contracts. Say they make it that far. Do you think Baker bleeds them for every penny that he gets? Or do you think that he will take kind of more of a Tom Brady approach to it and leave money for everybody else? Oh, no. Baker's Baker. You think he's going to take his money and run? Cleveland? Come on. He's fucking... He's taking He's taking it. Cleveland's he's on the come up, though. He's milking it. He's looking out for his career. He only... Baker, Baker still has an ego. Maybe. Maybe. But I will say the one part of his character development that I love is not only his progressions on the field, but I feel like we've seen that ego start to take a backseat. I think that's really what, what Mind you, pushed that progression last year. Everyone out there, this season especially, OBJ is back. So we'll see how all that meshes in again. I think that I think they need to not worry about OBJ touching the fucking football field. I, I think he needs to be their absolute last fucking concern. Because if I, I think that's also one of the major problems is if they fucking prioritize OBJ getting touches, then it's just going to be too easy to stop. I don't think they're going to prioritize him getting the touches. I know they're going to fucking heavy run game, heavy run game, play action. But OBJ... They're going to try to protect him a little bit from from getting all those touches and getting banged up so quick. They want to test him out. I think OBJ will have a decent season. And he might have a decent season, but if I'm the Browns OC, I don't fucking worry about OBJ. And if I'm, Baker, if I'm the quarterback's coach, I'm telling Baker to not give a flying fuck about OBJ. Like, I, I don't care. Like, unless he is so stupidly wide open, don't fucking bother. Because the formula that we had after he went down fucking worked. It, it worked. So I'm not super stressed about him. I mean, call it what you will. Oh, they started clicking at the right time. Okay, but when OBJ left the field to play, the Browns started winning. <laughs> all I'm saying. But with that, I want everybody to know, uh, everybody to let us know what they think about the Browns and Cleveland and everything that we've talked about today. Don't forget to write in to your uh, to the trivia question this week. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Sports Me. You can find us pretty much motherfucking everywhere. Uh, like I said last week, Google me, Chuck. Do you have any parting uh, words for the fans? I said, what I said. That's what I said, bitches.